0: IMDb Jenny Podcast, where not only do we break down movies from the IMDb Top 250 list, but we also talk about what other films we've been watching and play various trivia games in our segment we like to call Pod V Pod. And today we've got something a bit special for you guys, don't we Hendo?
1: Yes, we do, Dean. We are going to be playing Daniel versus Dean this week. Dan
0: versus Dean, that's, the epic battle.
1: That's right. We haven't had a battle in many months now, I think. Yeah, it's been, it's a, been a long time. Yep. so we figured we'd uh, put the gloves on and have a battle.
0: Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to this. It was a lot of fun uh, coming up with the questions and uh, little trivia games that we're doing. So yeah, We've got
1: two new games as well to present, so this is going to be a blast today.
0: It certainly will be. How have you been anyway, by the way? Very good. I've been trying to grow my lawn in the backyard, to be honest. so I imagine lot- that's a lot of sitting and watching the grass. Uh, it's no yeah. sitting and watching. It's Throwing seeds and lots of watering. Ooh, fair, how fancy <laughs> you see me. I get overworked, I water the garden.
1: <laughs> I've actually done that a bunch when you've got like big patches of grass missing out there. So yeah. you can just dump a whole bunch of seeds and dump it with water. And Does it work? I've never actually it done it. It
0: actually does work. Right. Yeah, it's so been one day and I haven't seen anything yet, so <laughs> it's, it's, I'm very that's disappointed. going to require a lot of patience. <laughs> Don't expect miracles. I, I the did first see two it days. was meant to rain tomorrow, so I might not have to uh, get outside and do the watering. <laughs> I know it's such a task; <laughs> it really
1: is. I must um, give my sad condolences to my football team, Melbourne, on their utter uh, abysmal. Yeah, it was very embarrassing. Abysmal. It was very embarrassing. No,
0: they did. In fairness, they did amazingly to get how far through the uh, finals that they did. And um, I'm sure they're just going to be moving on to better and bigger things next year. I think
1: they've got a good future ahead of them. They have a
0: great list, so I cannot wait to see where they go. Just missed out in the grand final, so what are you going to do? What do you do? Sorry to bore all you non-Australian listeners with our AFL talk. No, I'm not. (laughs) If you're new to the podcast, please make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And if you have been listening for a while and you haven't given us an iTunes review, head on over to iTunes and hit that five stars for us. We would very much appreciate it.
1: And if you do like our content and want to hear some more, why don't you head on over to our Patreon where we have a bonus podcast every week going through different films that aren't on the top 250 list. We're halfway through our Wes Anderson filmography at the moment. We've just released The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. As well as that, we also have a bunch of other rewards and benefits over there, including early access to this podcast you're listening to right now. And you have the ability to shape the podcast in the way you want. You can choose the top 250 film for us to break down. You can pick other films for us to break down on the Patreon podcast, plenty of other things to get involved in over there so head on over to patreon.com slash imdbjourney
0: yeah absolutely it's a great it's a great way to get involved i just want to give a shout out to our latest patron hayden
1: yeah thanks a lot for that hayden it really means a lot to us we really thank you for joining the patreon there so we're going to take a quick break here give you a couple of promos from some other great podcasts out there and we'll be back on the other side with our pod v pod six i am You're quite a girl, Pussy.
0: Hey, Shakiners, it's Ian Huge Footlong Johnson here with TomCom. Howdy. And Alex Judy Dudorino. Ahoy. From Shakin'
1: Not Nerd. We're a podcast martini mixed with a dash of movies, a drop
0: of comics, a shot of games, and 80% alcohol. So join us as we discuss topics such as the history of Nintendo, what Batman could learn from James Bond, Shark Week, and
1: Mucho Grande More. So you can find us on all the good podcasting platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So come shake things up with us at Shake it Not Nerd.
0: Shocking. Positively shocking. Hey folks. Biggie here with some breaking news. My podcast, Karaoke Biggie, was just named the number one karaoke podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Well, you shouldn't. That category definitely does not exist. My co host Kevmo and I are in a league of our own when it comes to podcasts. So why don't you check out the world's best, well, probably only, karaoke podcast? Karaoke Biggie. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or, or wherever else you get your podcast. Or you can check us out at karaokebiggie.com. Come on by every Tuesday and give us a listen. And remember, you can't be a star if you don't shine.
1: All right, it's time for our Pod V, Pod 6, and let's bring our guests... Oh, wait. It's us. Hello. I think it's a perfect opportunity to bring in our old bumper. DVD Challenge. Let the games begin. Challenge accepted. Haven't heard that for a while. Ah, the good old days. All right. So let's get into it, Dean. What we're going to do as well, we've got five games here today, three you've heard before, and two new ones, and we've decided to place a little movie bet on each game. We're just going to go one movie per game. And each movie that we get given to, we have
0: a week. A week per movie to watch it.
1: Yeah, we have a full week per movie to watch. And with that being said, let's get into our first game, which is our standard movie quiz.
0: Pop quiz, asshole.
1: All right, Dean, who wants to go first here? I'll ask you first. Okay, go for it. He's got a massive grin on his face Oh, it's so exciting. I have a good feeling.
0: It's so so hard, honestly, guys, it's so hard to come up with questions that... Aren't too easy or aren't ridiculously hard that they have a chance to get, but hopefully they don't. Like it's it's really it's hard to come up with. What he questions.
1: means to say is it's hard to come up with questions that Daniel doesn't know already.
0: Oh, 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 oh. Okay, first one in the category James Bond. Well, you really want me to win today, don't you? I just, just we'll start off easy. I ain't going to eat those words in a minute, aren't I?
1: (laughs) Because my record of Bond questions is zero for one right now.
0: Is it? Yes. Who is the only actor who has portrayed James Bond who has never appeared in a movie actually based on an Ian Fleming James Bond novel, short story, or has elements from it? So what I mean is completely original James Bond stories. Okay.
1: It's clearly not Sean Connery. I would imagine it's not Roger Moore because they're still going off his books at that point. Daniel Craig did Casino Royale, so he's out. Pretty sure George Lazenby on A Majesty Secret Service was an Ian Fleming some something. So, it's Timothy Dalton or Pierce Brosnan. Oh, I mean, you got to think Pierce Brosnan. I mean, his stuff's a lot more newer and fresher. I know that GoldenEye was the name of the place that Ian Fleming lived, but that doesn't count, surely, because it's not part of his books. <sighs> I feel like The Living Daylights is like a short story, Perhaps i just got to play the odds here. I'm going to go Pierce Brosnan.
0: Correct. Yes. Well done. And you are right. GoldenEye is the place where Ian Fleming wrote some of his stories. Yes. Well
1: done. Thank you. That was good. Talked it out quite well. That was very good. Okay. On to your first question. All right, Dean. In the category of directors, who directed Dead Man Walking?
0: God. <laughs> that's, that's tough. Is it?
1: Yeah, it is. For the record, for the listeners, these questions that I've given were questions that I actually got the answer to it, but, but I had to think about it for a, a bit. So, they're tough questions. Nothing but for Dean.
0: All right. I have no idea. Um, I've, seen, I've definitely seen this movie. It's early 90s, I think. Maybe even late 80s. No, nah, I think early 90s. I think it's like mid-90s. Oh, mid-90s. Yeah. Okay. I am willing to
1: give you half a point if I throw in a hint. I accept your offer. Okay. The director was either married at that point or afterwards... ...to someone in the film. Now, you know the film Dead Man Walking, don't you?
0: Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. Was it Tim Robbins? Very good. (laughs) Yay! Of course, married to Susan Sarandon. (laughs) Yes. All right, half a point for you, sir. (laughs) Thank you very much. That is the only help I'm going to give you. Okay, in the category kids' films, in 1993's Homeward Bound, what were the two dog breeds that went on the incredible journey? That'd help if I'd seen the bloody film... Homeward bound
1: Do I get half a point for one?
0: Considering your
1: generosity
0: on the last question I will say yes You will get half a point per breed Okay, well I was going to take a guess
1: at one and say Basset Hound But the other one I'm pretty sure is either a Labrador or a Golden Retriever So I'm going to say
0: Labrador and Golden Retriever Ooh, smart play, smart play Uh, yes, Good. Golden Retriever is one Good The other one is an American Bulldog Well, there you go Which is my dog
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you picked it? <laughs> yes <laughs> Alright, half a point for me Playing the odds Alright, on to you, sir We have Sci-Fi Okay Who played Ryan Gosling's Lieutenant Joshi in Blade Runner 2049?
0: Ryan Gosling's Lieutenant Lieutenant Joshi. Yeah. I don't know. It's like you say Lieutenant Joshy and Josh is a guy's name, but I feel like his boss was a woman. Well, I mean, Joshy is the last name. Oh, gee, I don't remember. I'm going to have a punt. As us Aussies love to do. And say, is it Sigourney Weaver? No. Very close, I guess. Robin Wright. Oh, of course <laughs> Of course Yep, fair, fair enough Yep, cool Okay, in the category of Oscars for you, Hendo Okey-doke This is actually a multiple choice question Wow, you're so generous I am very generous Okay, pay attention Three out of the following four actors have received an equal high for Best Supporting Actor nominations Who is the odd man out? And I will say, these are in alphabetical order, so you can't try and discern any. I'm not
1: going to do any of that.
0: just putting it out there. All right. A, Jeff Bridges. B, Robert Duvall. C, Jack Nicholson. Or D, Al Pacino.
1: Okay, my first initial thought is Jack Nicholson, because I feel like he would have got a lot of Best Actor nominations. Like, what has he been in these, he would have been supporting, besides The Departed? Did he even get nominated for that? Al Pacino... I feel like it I feel like Jeff Bridges and Robert Duvall, they're very supporter acting kind of people. I never I don't really see them in a lot of main roles in films especially Robert Duvall. so it's either I feel like it's either Al Pacino or Jack Nicholson and I don't know like I just feel I've, I just have Jack Nicholson on the brain for some reason so I'm gonna go Jack Nicholson.
0: No no it's actually Al Pacino ah. who has three best supporting actor nominations fair enough. So, I did, yeah. Good reasoning, though. Yep. Good reasoning.
1: All right, Dean, your third question
0: here is Dustin Hoffman Films.
1: Okay. At the end of The Graduate, what Simon and Garfunkel song plays as our two young leads ride the bus away from the wedding? And you're more than welcome to sing it.
0: I feel like this might be too obvious. Hello, it- darkness, my old friend. Is this the sound of silence? Very good. That's right. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. I think you ever thought that
1: a bit then. Sorry? I think you ever thought that a bit then.
0: Yeah. It felt like it's definitely the easiest one you've given me.
1: Yeah. All right. So we're tied after three questions. One and a half each.
0: Ooh. <laughs> killing it. <laughs> okay. Category is Quentin Tarantino. All right. Let's do it. In Pop Fiction, the wolf makes his way to Jimmy's... Oh, my God. I know what this is. ...to help Vincent and Jules. <sighs> it's a 20-minute drive. Yeah. How long does it take him to make the journey?
1: Now, do you need this specifically? Yes. Nine minutes and thirty-eight seconds.
0: Holy shit! It's nine minutes and thirty-seven oh! seconds. <laughs> what the Come fuck? On, give me something for that. How Come the, on! How did you get one second off? <laughs> give me something for that. Oh. Come on! Uh, Throw all right, you're, gonna, you're gonna have half a point for that. Oh, no. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Just blasted that
1: one out <laughs> well done thank you thank you alright Dean in the category of animated what 1998 movie was the first film released by DreamWorks Animation Studio
0: this is tough I'm just thinking when Shrek came out definitely was it was after 2000 so I was 10 I was 10 in 98 Oh, when did I'm gonna say Ants Boom! Oh, very good <laughs> yeah jeez I did not think you'd get that one. I was trying to think. I was like, I know Ants is not obviously Pixar. I'm like, was that just plain Disney? I don't think it was. So, yeah, DreamWorks, there you go. Solid, solid answer. All right, last question, and it's two to me and two and a half to you. Nice. In the category of classics, name all of the children who win a golden ticket and gain entrance to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, first and last name, please, in the order that they leave the factory. Okay, this is good. He's thinking. I wasn't sure if this was going to be way too easy or way no, too no, hard. No, no, this no. Is, this is a good one. Okay, the
1: first person to go. Oh, wow, I can only think of four people.
0: Oh, no, no, this one. I bet... Okay, oh. I, I,
1: there's one name I'm, I'm blanking on here. So the first one is Augustus Gloop.
0: Correct. Save some roof for later, Augustus.
1: Oh, the second name I am so blanking on because I know the rest. I'm pretty sure that she goes third. Because I know fourth. I don't know. Obviously, fifth. Okay, I know her first name. Jeez, what the hell is her last name? Man, I like that, definitely, I really don't think I can give you the last name for for Violet. I'm telling you that second is Violet, third is Veruca Salt, fourth is Mike TV, and fifth is Charlie Bucket. What the hell is her last name? <laughs> Does it begin with V? Jeez, you, want, you should make you should make this interesting. and Give me a half of for that.
0: Nah, nah, no, no, because you just win automatically now. Don't put that pressure on me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm telling you to give it to me. Well, that's your fault. The dad says it. He introduces himself a couple times to other people with this last name. No? Ooh. Okay.
1: This could be way off, or this could be just stroke of Genius. Violet Violetson.
0: No. Nah. <laughs> it's not Violet Violetson. It's Violet Beauregard. No, nah, never, never would have got that. Oh, really? No, nah, no way off. No. Nah. But come on. <laughs> See, it's funny when I was when I was um, doing this question, I actually I couldn't get Mike's last name. Not really. I th- didn't realize that TV was his actual last name. Yeah. I thought it was just like, yeah, I'm Mike. I'm Mike TV. I watch TV, like that sort of thing. But it's his actual last name. I looked it up. T E E V E E. Like, oh, unlucky endo. Very close.
1: All right, and not that it matters, but we'll give you this last question here in the category of crime. Ooh, brothers, Hank and Andy Hansen devise a plan to rob their parents' jewellery store in what 2000s film?
0: Nah, I'm blanking.
1: It is the Ethan Hawke and Philip Seymour Hoffman
0: film Before the Devil Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, Yep, yep, yeah, I have seen that. I was never going to get that, though. Nah.
1: Okay, so, well done, Dean, on the first victory here.
0: Thank you, thank
1: you. Uh, what is my punishment? What film am I watching? Uh, I'm going to get you
0: to watch King of Comedy... Cool,
1: yeah, Scorsese film, it's it's one I've missed. And yeah, yeah,
0: I haven't seen it either, so yeah. I'm interested to this. I've heard really good things about it. I mean, it's Scorsese, how bad could it be?
1: All right, let's head into our second game, which is called... Wait a minute, don't I know you from somewhere? And if you haven't heard this before, what we do is, is we each pick three actors or actresses, and we each have to figure out what is the four films on the IMDb known for list. And we get four guesses, one point each guess. All right, Dean, you went first last time. I'll give you the first one this time. And speaking of king of comedy, we've got Robert De Niro.
0: Okay. God, how has he not come up? I know. I
1: was looking at, like, no way. I cannot believe that out of 30 people we've done so far in Uh, this Podbean
0: pod, we have not had Robert De Niro. Okay. All right. Taxi Driver. Very good. Raging Bull. Very good. This is where it gets interesting. King of... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, Goodfellas. No. All right, I'm going to go a different way. I'm going to say Meet the Parents. Good hit. Good okay. hit. Okay. What was the one I missed? Cape Fear. Ah, oh, yep. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't go Father Part 2. Eh. Yeah. He's so different in that. I'm not sure Deer he's hunter? that. hunter Yeah. All right. Three points to start off with. That's very good. All right. Your first one is Kevin Bacon.
1: Kevin Bacon. Okay. Kevin's Bacon. What is he known for? Okay. I'm going to say Friday the 13th.
0: No. Wow. Okay. Well, then I'm going Footloose. Yes.
1: Just trying to think of films that he's the star in. Because he's very much a supporting person. Yeah. I mean, would he be known for JFK? Unlikely. I think he'd be more known for Hollow Man. Geez, you gave me a tough one here, you bastard. Uh hollow man.
0: Yes. Not that tough. Got two out of three right.
1: And I am gonna take a wild card here and go wild things.
0: No no unfortunately the two that you didn't get were mystic river oh yeah of course very much a supporting character there yeah but a strong supporting character and a movie i haven't seen the woodsman
1: okay yep all right dean your second actor here is ewan mcgregor
0: <sighs> train spotting very good man i'm blanking so hard right now <laughs> for some reason i've got young adam in my head but i'm not picking that <laughs> Um, Ewan McGregor. What the hell's he been in? Isn't that one with um, Michelle Williams? Uh, is he in any like romantic? Have I seen him in a big romantic movie, wow. Are you passing? No, I'm not. I'm definitely not passing. I've got three in the bag. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna take him. Ah, uh, Star Wars Episode One. No. Star Wars Episode Two. No. Star Wars Episode Three. No
1: Holy shit Are you I was, serious I was
0: so hoping you'd do that I just couldn't think of any
1: Okay The three are Moulin Rouge
0: Oh Yep That's yep. T2, oh, yeah. T2
1: Trainspotting
0: I would never have said that
1: And the film that has actually been on these lists the most now August Osage County It was <laughs> on Meryl Streep's And Julie
0: Roberts It's a tough Tough one you gave me there
1: Yep but some I of them was, getting I, more
0: You knew I was never saying Transporting 2 I figured you'd get two There's of those There's no way I was saying Yeah, I should have got more Amarouge I can't believe Obi-Wan Kenobi is not Making an appearance there That yeah, is I ridiculous was, I was pretty shocked too That is ridiculous Okay, the next one for you Hendo Is Demi Moore Okay, let's start off with Striptease Correct G.I. Jane Yes Ghost No Wow For real? Yeah For real No ghost easily her biggest movie i know
1: (laughs) i've only got one more i can think of uh i'm gonna say charlie's angels 2
0: correct is it fully loaded
1: full throttle full throttle (laughs) some shit (laughs)
0: all right three out of four there yeah was the fourth one uh the fourth one was indecent proposal Uh, okay yeah wasn't picking that no all right so heading into the last
1: round here
0: you up you must be five to four okay doable Yes. All right, your last actress here is Katie Holmes. Okay, The Gift. No. Batman Begins. Very good. I can't believe The Gift's not there. Oh, Teaching Miss Tingle. No, one more. I mean, is it going to be like Will Smith and Dawson's Creek's on there? Is that movie Go or Disturbing Behaviour? All right, I'm tossing up between Go and Dawson's Creek... I don't know. I think if Will Smith has Fresh Prince on there, surely Katie Holmes has Dawson's Creek there. I'm going to say Dawson's Creek. Yes. Yes. What did I miss?
1: Uh, you miss Disturbing Behaviour. Okay. And Jack and Jill. Ouch. How <laughs> did you not get Jack and Jill, man? All right. So I need one for the tie and two for the
0: win. Okay. Well <laughs> oh, that's... <a laughs> I, think, I think you're going to get this. That's a deflated okay. I think you're going to get this. Um... Oh, maybe not. Who knows? Your final actor is John Goodman. So we have to go with The Big Lebowski. No. Holy
1: sh! What? Yeah. What? Okay. I'm going to just pin a wild card straight off the bat here. Roseanne. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is this, ha- is this happening? This is happening. I could win this. I have one. But I had one from the start and I'm like, but I don't know. Oh,
0: I love that you got the first two wrong
1: think <laughs> Lebowski and Roseanne are not on there That's ridiculous John Goodman I'm thinking of two films I'm Now thinking of three films But I don't think that third one's on there Could be there's four body films still to pick I'm going to go with one that I thought of Virtually straight away The Flintstones
0: No Is this We're talking
1: about the same John Goodman are we Oh my god Is this ha- like Oh, This is so good This is harsh
0: I love it So now you need to get this for a tie I know How did that happen This is Ewan McGregor levels of dropping the ball right now. Oh, this is so good.
1: (laughs) I have one one on the mind, so I'm going to throw that out there, which it could very easily be on there, but I said that about the last three. I just don't... I can't think of anything else he's been in that would be on his list. Oh, okay. Surely, surely this has to be on there. Monsters, Inc.
0: No <laughs>
1: Are you serious Oh my god Please don't tell me It was 10 Cloverfield Lane 10 okay, Cloverfield Lane yeah, That's what I I had. thought for sure You were going to say that Oh I was going to say that And I changed to Monsters Inc Wow
0: Wow Are you kidding me Roseanne I mean Roseanne I can understand why That's not there
1: Big Lebowski and Monsters Inc Are not on there
0: Big Lebowski should be there Even Monsters Inc Like two I thought You would get Pretty comfortably And two I didn't think You'd get What are they Argo No nah. Barton Fink No nah. And Flight Nah. what does "not" mean?
1: I don't remember him being in flight. I haven't seen Barton Fink, but yeah, if you show me a poster, I know he's—I know he's in it. And Argo, I don't remember him being in Argo. Like I don't think—like I think of Argo, I think of Brian Cranston and Ben Affleck. Oh. Man, how well,
0: is—is—is on the posters named in Argo and Barton Fink. Yeah, at I least saw, I
1: saw—I saw Argo like six years ago.
0: That is so good. I can't
1: believe you've dropped that. I can't believe I changed from Ten Cloverfield Lane. That was oh, the one I was going to pick. I can't
0: believe you didn't say Ten
1: Cloverfield Lane. It was legit. I had 10 Cloverfield Lane. It's after so said, recent yeah. and
0: he's a mega star in yeah. it.
1: But Monster Zeke. He, that's, that's his voice. Yeah. Man, I, did, I shouldn't have overthought it because I had that the whole time and then right <sighs> at the last second. Unlucky, fella. Yeah, that's, that's shit house. But well done. Well done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So time for another movie for you. I'm going to go with one that definitely receives mixed reviews. Okay. I only have Watchmen. Yeah,
1: okay. It's a movie I've never really been interested in seeing, but yep. sure, cool. All right. Those I be can't the- believe you didn't get that. Those are the last two movies you give me, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're gonna do to knock me down. you got to have a blowout, a, a, a nil pick wow. blowout,
0: a nil pick. Okay. When
1: does that ever happen? That's. I mean, that's that's rare. Okay. All right. Let's get into our third game, which is called. Hey, And in this new game, what Dean and I have done is we've gotten five movie taglines for each of us, and we have to guess what the movie is based off the tagline.
0: Seems simple enough. I I reckon I'm in danger of getting zero right. I reckon these can be really hard.
1: Oh, for sure. We're going to test that out now, aren't we? Yes,
0: we are. All right, you go first this time, Dean. Okay. After a night they can't remember, comes a day they'll never forget. Just got to go with the obvious here, the hangover? No. Mm, uh, Okay. Dude, where's my car? (laughs) Uh, okay. (laughs) All right, Dean. Love is in the hair. When you said that, I thought, all right. And I had a hundred movies flood to (laughs) me. Now nothing. (laughs) I'm I'm just trying to think, like, hair. Is this, like, big hair? Like, 80s big hair? Love is in the hair? I'm thinking maybe, like, a... I'm almost thinking like a This Is Spinal Tap But I don't think that is where that would go Plus there's probably not a lot of love in there Love is in the hair I'm trying to think of like iconic hair Maybe it's a pun Maybe it's a rabbit hair Ooh, Maybe it is Maybe it's a an animated film Love is in the hair Maybe it's Peter Rabbit It's a rabbit a hair? Peter Rabbit
1: No you were on, on the ball in terms of like puns It's a perfect double entendre There's something about Mary
0: Oh, Of course Of course <laughs> Yeah Alright the next one for you Trust a few Fear the rest
1: See What comes to mind is gremlins Cause you know Trust the few that are Nice and cuddly But then fear The, the multitude of other gremlins Yeah gremlins No Ooh. What do we got? X-Men I was never getting that <laughs> Some of these are so bad <laughs> Alright Dean This might be This might be an easy one in space, no one can hear you scream. Oh, yeah, that is
0: very easy. That's alien. Very good. Now I feel bad because I don't have a gimme like that. <laughs> All right, next one. <laughs> right. Be the first to meet 14 new characters. <laughs> oh, Sorry, it's just a terrible tagline. <laughs>
1: See, I think a split. Is it one of those stupid movies where someone plays multiple, multiple characters? Like, is this even gettable? What have you done to me?
0: (laughs) What? I don't know if you're going to get these or not. Would you have got them? Potentially. Oh, don't give me that shit. Can I give you a hint? Please. It is a kids' film and it's a sequel. You don't like me very much, do you?
1: (laughs) Kids' film sequel. Thinking Pixar. I don't think there's 14 new characters in Toy Story 2. Could be Cars 2. Monsters University. Could be that. What the sequels out there from Pixar. Toy Story 3? No, there's so many characters in there already. I don't think they put 14 new ones in there. I haven't seen Cars 2, but I feel like... Because they talk about like, the government and all that, there could be 14 new people in there. Agents, head of agents, all that sort of shit. I'm probably way off the ball. I think there's 14 new characters in Toy Story. Toy Story 2. Five new characters in Toy Story 2 I can think of. Toy Story 3... It's not to get anywhere near 14 characters. Cast two.
0: Oh, you're so oh, close. 233! Oh. Oh,
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Really, so close. Really 14 characters. <sighs> Man. Okay. Brutal? That was brutal. Alright, Dean. In a play on words from the last
0: tagline. In
1: space, no one can hear you clean.
0: Okay. So it's a comedy. Is it a must be a parody movie, maybe? You're not gonna give me any clues, are you?
1: <laughs> no, you can get stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Oh, no, Mars attacks. No, it's Wally. Ah, oh, fair enough. All right, give me your
1: next shit one.
0: <laughs> okay, ready? It's happening.
1: You are the biggest prick. <laughs> Did you make these up yourself? No. You've come with the most generic taglines. <laughs> oh oh. oh dear me! Surprised you haven't got this time. It's war. <laughs> what? It's happening. <laughs> Alright, these
0: may be a bit hard
1: A bit (laughs) Unless the answer is The Happening (laughs) It's Happening That is the most generic tagline You're warm That's all I'll say With what? I gave you Alien for God's sake
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I gave you a strong clue for the last one
1: Uh, Well, the only movie like that I can think that would say it's happening Is Signs Visit That doesn't make any sense Split? No. I'm probably way off on the Shyamalan thing, but on. Um, signs.
0: Correct! Oh, jeez. There you that, go. That is
1: a terrible. What does that. What? <laughs> jeez.
0: <laughs> That's horrible. Hey, you got it. So you can stop being so miserable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you watch you bang out these last two like nothing. <laughs> a family comedy without the family.
0: I'm just trying to think of like. Maybe it's a dysfunctional family or family comedy without a family. There has to be some family element in it, or they wouldn't say that. <sighs> nah, no idea. It is Home Alone. Oh, yeah. That works. All
1: right. <laughs> Much more than It's Happening. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought that was bad. All right, one all heading into the last round. <laughs> this is the last round? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is the last round? This is the last round. So I only have to say one more. Yeah.
1: Well, how many have you got? Are I, you I telling
0: ha- me you're picking It's Happening off a variety of I have. I have two here. I mean, one. You're, you've got selections. <laughs> there were just so many good ones. And you picked It's Happening. <laughs> I googled worst movie to
1: record. You're a piece <laughs> of shit.
0: <laughs> okay, I won't go this one because I actually think that's impossible. I'll go this one. All right. Everything that has a beginning... <laughs> Has an end.
1: <laughs> you can see the shit I have to put up with, listeners. This Everything that has a beginning has an end. Is that like a play on words? Like it's something that's very, very long? Like you know, Jack and the Giant Beanstalk <laughs> or something like that? Or is it like the, the last in a trilogy or last in a, a series of films? Like is it The Matrix Reloaded? No, I'm not even fishing for hints here because I know you're not going to give me any now. Oh, final round stuff. Yeah, I know. I feel like it's one of those two varieties. Like it's like it's actually talking about something that's really long, or it's like the end of a franchise or a trilogy or something. Yeah, I'm just going to get go Matrix Reloaded.
0: You idiot! You absolute idiot! Is the Matrix Reloaded the end of a franchise? It's the middle one. Oh, Look, it goodness. actually is the Matrix Revolutions. <laughs> I can't believe it. You were there.
1: You were there. That's crazy. <laughs> that's that's almost as bad as Did my... Did you um, think Reloaded was the third one? I just wasn't even thinking. I was just thinking The Matrix, whatever. It's Revolutions, obviously, is the third one. Ah, oh, dearie, dearie mate. That's almost as bad as my um, X-Men First Class and X-Men
0: oh, Stan. Yeah. <laughs> man, wow. You were there. You that's, talked it through and is, got there. And then went with the second
1: of a I didn't... I was in... Like, in my mind, I had the third one in my head. Oh. That is two fumbles now with 10 Cloverfield Lane That's and... That's rough Master as. Challenge. I'm, like, so close... That is rough as. Well, at least I know I'm I'm thinking the right things. <laughs> oh, you were, you were there. Okay. That's just a stupid <laughs> cock-up by me. Okay, your last one. Suspense. Excitement. Adventure. On every level.
0: Okay, so I'm thinking like a skyscraper. Like a building with levels. Pretty sure it's not like a Die hard or anything. I'm gonna go a movie I haven't seen, but I think it has levels. Is it Towering Inferno?
1: It's Die Hard.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I really didn't. I I just thought I would know the tagline of Die Hard.
1: Oh man, you said Die Hard, and I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> that just happened. Thank you for veering away from oh.
0: that. Bugger. Yeah. I just, you know, like a movie like that, I just figured I would
1: know that tagline. I tried to say it like it was something like a towering, the Terry Inferno. Just that whole, you know, 60s, 50s style trailer. Yeah. Expect uh, Excitement. <laughs> <laughs> and the words come up. Mm. All right. All right. That was a draw. I'm glad to take a draw at this point after yeah. my two fumbles. All right. And since we both technically lost, we'll pick a movie for each other. Yes. All right, Dean, what's your third <laughs> film you're going to give me? i got three weeks
0: to see these one by one, though. So. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And you're on holidays. Yeah, it's true. All right. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to go on a movie I'm almost certain you are going to really like. Okay. End of Watch.
1: Cool. Yep. I'll definitely check that one out for sure.
0: Yeah, I think you'll like
1: that. All right. I'm going to go with a film I think you might enjoy as well. <laughs> the director did Brawl and Cell Block 99 last year. Yep. I'm going to go with Bone Tomahawk.
0: I've heard of that.
1: Alright, and with that out of the way, let's get into our fourth game, which is called...
0: Scholars of Trivia.
1: And in this new game, each of us have picked five films, and the other person has to guess that film based off one piece of trivia from IMDb. And, Dean, I'll ask you first this time. Here we go. This movie marks the first time in 16 years that Leonardo DiCaprio didn't get the top billing.
0: 16 years? So it's got to be pretty recent. I mean, I'm thinking The Departed... But it came out in, what, 2005? Was he getting top billing way back then? Probably not. It's so hard. Like, every movie I think of with him in it, he is by far the main actor. Except The Departed. Like, uh, I just think that's too old. Gatsby, he would have been the main one. Revenant, he was the main one. Ooh, is it? Django Unchained. Very good. Yes. Okay, your first one is the first film to gross $100 million in its opening weekend alone. At the time, no movie had done so, even when adjusted for inflation. I don't know if this is too far along, but I want to say Jurassic Park. I know from the
1: last Pod V Pod that we found out that E.T. was the highest grossing film of the 80s, and that was quite early on. So if that was going to be the case, it would be E.T., but did it make $100 million? million in the first week? Probably not. Probably not. Is it Titanic? Ooh, Titanic. a Rebellion. Am I going too far then? I really feel like it's either Jurassic Park or Titanic. Independence Day in the middle? I feel like it's one of those three. I could be way off and it happened back in the 70s or something, but I really, really doubt that. I don't think they were like pulling those massive numbers way back in the day. I really feel like 90s is probably where it hit its stride. And I just got to go with the odds here since it was, you know, at that, po- at that time, the highest grossing film. I'm going to say Titanic. No, it was actually
0: the first Spider-Man
1: Oh, okay I, Yeah, I was, um, didn't get there No, yeah. okay You're still too far in yeah. the past Okay Alright, Dean Your second trivia point here is The banana yellow suit that Jim Carrey wore Was based on a suit that his mother made for him For his first attempt at stand-up comedy The mask? Yep, yeah, very good, very good Alright Moving on. You
0: sound so deflated.
1: Because I know, I know... (laughs) You need to cheer up a bit. (laughs) I know what my trivia is, and I don't know. I feel like I know what your trivia is. All right, here we go.
0: Jack Nicholson was terrified no one would like the movie because his character was so horrible to people.
1: I mean, isn't that a lot of Jack Nicholson (laughs) movies? (laughs) (sighs) Nah, okay, look, I... I'm not going to go through this a lot. I just I have the first thing that comes to mind, and it, it does make sense. I'm going to say it as good as it gets.
0: Correct. Yeah,
1: that was the first thing that came to mind. Well done. All right, Dean, your third one. Jennifer Lawrence's character spends nearly the
0: entire movie barefoot. Okay, I'm thinking it's Mystique, so I'll just say X-Men First Class. No, it's actually one of your favourite films. Mother. Ah. Oh, okay. cheese. <laughs>
1: Alright, what do you got for me?
0: I just feel bad <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, next. not want your pity 2,000 rats were bred for the production They had to be bred specially As ordinary rats would have been riddled with disease You initially said rats And I quickly thought of the witches But
1: you didn't need 2,000 bloody rats for that So you didn't need diseases for the rats There's heaps of rats involved Surely there's It has to involve scenes where characters are like covered in rats what movie has someone covered in rats i can't even think of a film that has just an absurd amount of rats i don't feel like it's a kid's film about a rat i can't even think of a film that involves like a ton of rats obviously they didn't want any diseases because they're going to be being used around the actors i don't know i'm going to try and go off something that it might be and you might be having a little play on there because it's a movie we've done whatever ben-hur
0: no. no. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. See,
1: I did have Raiders of the Lost Ark for a second, so I'll yeah. yeah. Okay, what are we at? Two to you, one to me, and two more to go. Here we go, Dean. Almost all the scenes had at least one or two ad-libs. Most of Bill Murray's lines are ad-libbed.
0: I'm thinking either Caddyshack or Groundhog Day. I feel like Groundhog Day had a tighter script, even though... I mean, Bill Murray. I feel like he's the sort of actor that would be allowed to just say what he wants, pretty much. But I'll go Caddyshack. So you say Caddyshack? It's our uh, Ghostbusters. Oh! yeah, no chance. <laughs> All right. What is my fourth question here, sir? The horrific sounds made by the dark shadows are really the sounds of babies' cries played at extremely slow speed backwards.
1: You're doing this on purpose. I'm, are you? I swear to God. <laughs> I mean, is this like an animated film? Like with the the shadows? Are like. Ooh, Those kind of ghost-like figures So the noise is going to be like Very disturbing The dark shadows Again, I've got no idea here I'm going to take a very wild guess And I'm going to say
0: Beetlejuice No You were so close though Couldn't think of any animated So it's going to be like Ghost shadows Yeah Like ghost shadows Like in the movie Ghost I was never going to pick that though Oh come on No, I
1: was never going to pick that Ghost Okay, cool Alright Last round, two to you, one to me. So if you get this, you just win. (laughs) All right, Dean. The word sir is used 164 times during the film, an average of once every 50 seconds.
0: See, this is more of my trivia. That's why I left it last. (laughs) Sir. So it'll be like some... I don't know, I'm just thinking Downton Abbey. That's all I'm thinking. (laughs) I'm just thinking like, all right, what movie is like Downton Abbey... Sir, sir, sir. Who gets called sir a lot? Oh, I mean, I've got no idea. What's every 50 seconds? On average. Oh, I know. To sir with love. No. Ah, oh, so close. What was it? A few good men. Oh, okay. Yeah, military. I should have thought down that route. I still was never going to get a few good men. Right. What a ridiculous question. Shut up, mate. I just, I just realised I'm getting a movie regardless of this answer. <laughs> All right holds the record for most miniature model work to appear in one film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you see what
0: he's doing to me guys? One film. Model shop supervisor Michael Joyce estimated that more miniatures were used for this film than in any other two films combined. Due to advances in digital technology since the film's released, most experts believe this record may stand forever.
1: Like, you got to be kidding me,
0: right? <laughs> so think, think the timeline. Okay? So, it'll be on that cusp.
1: Miniatures. Like, again, going back to... Titanic was on an actual boat, so they didn't use miniatures there. And they're going to be using miniatures for big epics or action films. It's not going to be some drama. I want action films before they started ramping up the CGI... Would have used a lot of miniatures. Would have been all practical. Terminator Two had a lot of CGI in that, so it's probably before that. I don't know why, but I'm thinking Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I reckon that would have a lot of miniatures. Probably not. Not enough to cover two films. Any two films. What's a film that's like grand in scope? It'd have to be something like that. No, no. I was thinking, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but they they wouldn't have be miniatures because they're mini. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be large. <laughs> large
0: it's so interesting hearing you talk this out because. You have so many threads going, and some of them, you're really getting close. Mm. And then you go, actually, let's go down this path." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on.
1: Well, I just can't think of any film around that era that used so many miniatures. Like, obviously, if they used so many miniatures, I would be, I would know. Like, it was, you couldn't pass them all off as, re- like, as not miniatures.
0: I mean, you don't realise they're miniatures when you're watching But it. surely
1: you'd be able to tell that some of them are miniatures. If, there, if there's enough in there to cover two
0: films, you would pick up on some. Could you? Um, when I watched it, I didn't.
1: I don't know, is it, is it action? Is it sci-fi? Sci-fi action? It's not the Matrix. I don't think it's... No, most of that's big. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, my God. I think he's got it. Here we go. Okay, I'm, I'm settling on this. Do it.
0: Do it. Is it? Independence Day. Yes. Oh. I told you you could think it out. You think of the wow. mass destruction in that movie. Like, you're thinking, that, you know, the T-1000. Like, that's just one man oh who God. they CGI a lot. This is mass, mass buildings exploding. My brain hurts now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that took
0: everything out of me. All right. You've earned yourself a draw. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Dan, you can go again since you've given me so many. What's What's the fourth film? I'm going to be watching over the next month.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with Midnight in Paris. Okay, fair
1: enough. And for me, I am going to go something very different as well. I'm going to give you an anime. Okay. And it was from last year, I believe. It's called A Silent Voice. Okay. Cool. Okay. So that's the last film we'll find out this week because we won't know the results of our next game until the week after, and that game is our movie draft. And, Dean, have we picked a doozy um, of a draft? I love
0: it. I love it. (laughs) What have we gone with? So, we've gone with best movies of all time that are in the IMDb bottom 100.
1: (laughs) So, the best of the worst. Yes,
0: the absolute best of the absolute worst.
1: And since way back in the day on our previous draft, you went first that time, I'll kick it off this time. And my first pick... ...is going to be Batman vs. Robin.
0: Okay, is that the sequel to Batman and Robin? Batman and Robin. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Batman and Robin.
1: Okay, I actually did not expect that. It is probably the only one on the list
0: of the movies that I've seen on there that I actually like. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to take The Room. Okay. And Fifty Shades of Grey. Wow, okay. Interesting choice. All
1: right, my second pick is going to be Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And my
0: third pick is going to be Superman 4: The Quest for Peace. Nice. Okay, my next pick, I'm going to go with Kazam. That is a
1: quality pick, D.
0: Thank you, thank you. <laughs> my next pick, I'm going to take... Oh, this is so hard. they all <laughs> so bad. Uh, I'll take Street Fighter, seeing as you took Mortal wow. Kombat. Wow. Alright, my fourth pick is going to be Spice
1: World. Nice. And I have two choices here. And both are so they're not good. Man. I mean I gotta I gotta suck it up and do
0: it. I gotta pick Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's alright. Yeah, uh, for my last one I'll take the cat in the hat.
1: Okie dokie. Alright, just to recap our impeccable movie draft here, <laughs> I have Batman and Robin. Mortal Kombat Annihilation, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, Spice World, and Super Mario Brothers.
0: (laughs) And I have The Room, Fifty Shades of Grey, Kazam, Street Fighter, and The Cat
1: in the Hat. Okay, now remember people, you're voting for the best team of films. (laughs) We don't want to be hearing any comments like, why'd you pick that? That's terrible. (laughs) We know they're terrible. Uh,
0: Just go with it. These comments will be great.
1: (laughs) I can't wait to read some out. All right, and that's going to do it for the Pod B Pod section. I look forward to seeing the results of this draft.
0: Yeah, it should be very interesting. Let's
1: take a look at the results of our last four matches in our Best Director tournament. All right, the first match was a tough year. It went back and forth for a little bit, but in the end, Akira Kurosawa beat Robert
0: Zemeckis in a mm. 55% victory. It was very close. Next one, we had Alfred Hitchcock over Francis Ford Coppola, 76% to 24 The next match, we
1: had a couple of people saying they couldn't even vote on it. It was that tough, but... Didn't really look that tough. It had Joel Ethan Cohen beating Charles Chaplin by seventy nine percent to twenty one percent. And
0: finally, Quentin Tarantino has knocked off Sergio Leone sixty nine percent to thirty one. So those four will enter into the final eight, and the next four matches will be
1: up next week. As this week we have our draft. All right, it's time for this week's.
0: Answer my question. The question, jerk
1: where we asked you guys, what is your most anticipated film for the rest of 2018? And we had a couple of comments here. One from Sam from the Movie Reviews and 20Qs podcast said, Bad times at the El Royale, totally my kind of film.
0: From the In Session Film podcast, going to go with Shoplifters. Could be the film of the year for me.
1: The So Wizard podcast said, personally, Bohemian Rhapsody, because Queen is one of my all-time favorite bands, but it has to be Venom. It's going to fuel a lot of content for the podcast, good or bad.
0: From a mad scientist, aside from the superhero movies I think my most anticipated film still to come would be First Man. Following on from La La Land and Whiplash and teaming up again with the baby goose, <laughs> I think Damien Chazelle could hit this one out of the park.
1: One here from Sean Porritt said, I cannot wait for the next Fantastic Beast. We get to see Dumbledore in action. This movie is going to be amazing.
0: From Matt Neglier at the Next Best Picture podcast,
1: I am dying to see widows. Got another one here from the Box Office Boys. I wasn't alive then, but the nostalgia of mid-90s seems right up my alley. That or Beautiful Boy.
0: From the Pipe and Hot Tea podcast. So many good ones to choose from, but I'm excited to see what happens with Halloween. The Filmmakers podcast said, if Beale Street could talk for us. From Billy and Topher at We Watched a Thing. Pretty excited for First Man. Shazal has been on a winning streak for us.
1: And the last one here from the Tasteless podcast, Halloween followed by Aquaman and Destroyer because of Nicole Kidman. But thank you very much for those comments, guys, and everyone else who put in a comment too. We really appreciate it. And for next week's question of the week, we're going to ask you, what is your favourite film of 1999? There's a lot of good films from that year, and that's also going to be our top five for next week. So look forward to hearing your answers. But let's get into our top five anticipated films of 2018.
0: Yes, let's do that. What have you got? Number five, Hendo. All right, my number five is Widows. Widows
1: pretty pumped for that Steve McQueen. It's going to be a good film, I reckon. Very nice. What's your number 5? My number 5 is A Beautiful Boy. Beautiful Boy. Okay, fair enough. My number 4 is A Star is Born. Yep. It's getting some good buzz, good Oscar buzz. Nice, I'm be nice. interested to see how Bradley Cooper goes with that film.
0: Yeah, my number 4 is Bad Times at the El Royale.
1: Very good. Very good. My number three is The Favourite. I know that's not going to be on your list because you're not a Yorgos Ghost Lanthimos fan, but I myself thought The Lobster was fantastic and I really enjoyed The Killing of a Sacred Deer, so I'm really pumped to see this latest film by him.
0: I am not. <laughs> but you will see it. Yeah, yeah, I will. All right, my number three is Venom.
1: Venom, okay. Fair enough. I'm not really particularly interested to see that film, but...
0: And I'm oh. not really particularly interested to see the favourite,
1: okay. But my number two film is Roma. Very excited to see that when whenever it comes out. What's your number two film?
0: My number two film is First Man. First Man is it? It is. Yeah. Okay. For a Damien Chazelle fan. Well,
1: me too, because that's my number one pick. The nice. most anticipated film for the rest of the year. He's done no wrong so far. Can't wait to see it. But what is your number one?
0: Well, if you'd said at the start of the year that this would be my number one, I would have uh, slapped you. But after seeing the trailer and the fantastic buzz it's getting, I'm actually going to go with Halloween.
1: Okay. All right. Yep. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. That's going to do it there. We're going to take another short break here, give you a couple more promos from some great podcasts out there, and we'll be back on the other side with what else we've been watching.
0: Hello. Do you like having your podcast interrupted by promos? Probably not. So we'll keep this brief. My name is Chris. My name is Mike. And my name is Justin. And we just wanted to introduce
1: ourselves. We're the Casual Cinecast. We're a weekly podcast that reviews current movies and
0: TV, as well as the occasional dive into classic cinema with the Criterion Collection. We cover everything from Black Panther to Black Narcissus. From Solo to Sallow. From Love, Simon to Simon of the Desert. If that sounds good to you, look us up on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there.
1: You know, Or, or something, because... Be- probably won't
0: actually see you but yeah we don't see them when they listen right well okay um well back to your podcast
1: hello everybody this is jason and aaron and we are the hosts of the for better or worse podcast like most couples we have pretty different tastes
0: there's a lot of things we agree on of course but it can be pretty difficult to find something to watch at the end of the day
1: she likes comedies love stories and dramas
0: And he likes anime, horror, sci-fi, and fantasy.
1: So we both thought it would be fun to force each other to watch our favorite movies, shows, or anything else we can think of and record it here for you guys.
0: The show is a lot of fun, and it's not always torture. Sometimes we actually come around to each other's side.
1: We would love for you guys to give us a shot. So download, for better or worse, anywhere you listen to your favorite shows
0: and join us in the fun. We can't wait to share our experiences with you. Okay, guys, as always, this section will be spoiler-free, so don't fear, we won't spoil any of the movies we're about to talk about.
1: Alright, right, Dean, how many films have you seen recently? I have
0: seen seven. Seven films. What about you? I've seen eight. Pathetic. Why is that pathetic? Well, I've been working, and I've seen seven. Yeah? You've been sitting on your ass doing nothing, and you've seen eight. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) I have been busy, sir.
1: I doubt that. But I will go first, because I've seen eight. And my number eight film...
0: Is Siberia. Ah, is that the. um like that John Wick movie, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is not. Isn't that like John Wick goes to Siberia? It calls John Wick Balls Everyone to Tears. <laughs> because Siberia
1: is a travesty. The story is so muddled and all over the joint. None of the characters are relatable. There's a lot of choices that Keanu Reeves' main character makes that makes him so unlikable. And hard to root for him. There's a lot of choices that Keanu Reeves' main character makes that makes him so unlikable and so hard to root for. They all make bad decisions over and over again in this film. None of the relationships feel real or earned. but overall it's just so incredibly boring. This took me two days to watch. I fell asleep the first time. It was so boring. It's long. Nothing happens. It was terrible. The ending is so abrupt and lame. I honestly have nothing... Good to say about this film at all. Nothing. It is the worst film of the year
0: so far. Well, there you go. Stay away from that one. Oh, yeah. I started watching it. I'm
1: like, this is really boring. Let's look at IMDb. Like 4.7. I'm like, oh, my God. What do I do this for? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like an errand into I'm like... (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dean, why don't we kick it over to you? What's your number seven film? My number
0: seven film is The Basement. (laughs) (laughs) What is this film? (laughs) Oh, this is quality. It stars Misha Barton. Mm-hmm. Say no more. <laughs> Say no more. So it's this is like a uh, it's a story about a serial killer who takes his victims into a basement and basically he works through a whole bunch of like split personality things one at a time. He sort of comes down with all these different roles and stuff. Mm-hmm. It is so bad. Yeah. Like you know you're in trouble. When in the second scene of the movie, all you were doing is just watching someone have a text conversation. (laughs) Like, it goes on for ages. Yeah. It's like, this is bad. What persuaded (laughs) you to watch this film? I don't know. I was bored. It came up. I just chucked it on, you know? See, this is the downside of not researching
1: films first.
0: Yeah, I could have looked more into this one. There is a killer clown in this movie, and I swear, for anyone out there with a fear of clowns, you just need to watch this movie to be cured. (laughs) Zing. (laughs) Zing. Terrible screenplay Terrible special effects Horrendous acting There's an entire Misha Barton storyline It is a complete waste of time The killer is not scary at all And the violence is laughably bad It feels like it's made by a 13 year old Okay Massive pass guys
1: Okie doke then
0: Well on to my number 7 film
1: Which is Mandy So what have you do doing that then? going hunting So what do you want? It's
0: crazy evil. (laughs)
1: and I won't give the plot away for this because the plot summary on IMDb I feel is very spoilery. Even the trailer is very spoilery mm. because there's a big incident that happens in this film about halfway through the film. That if you haven't like, if you haven't seen anything about this film, don't. But if you have, you will know you know what happens. But mm. like they treat this as it's a very big like it's it's something that you should know going into the film, which you really didn't need to know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is actually my number five film this week. Okay. Um, I wasn't a fan of this movie at all either. No. It really reminded me actually heavily of a Terence Malick film. I was going to
1: say a Nicholas Winding Refn film.
0: Okay. Just massive amount of use of lighting mm. and like manipulating the light. This whole movie is just soaked in red, and I don't mean blood. I mean it's like they've just put a red lens in front of the lens. Like there,
1: I feel like there's a lot of deep purples and all that sort of stuff in there too.
0: Mm. It got it got really irritating. And the start of this film, like you talk about, don't read the plot summary because it's spoilery. There's no plot in this film for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a collection of anecdotes and out of focus arty shots. Let me just
1: at least say a couple of good things about it. Like this film is absolutely insane. It is insane. Like you say it got a bit annoying with the, the red and red that. Mm. Yep, yeah, I agree. But it's it's unique. Like it's very stylish in that kind of way. But I feel like the score in this film was pretty good. It felt like really psychedelic, which I didn't mind. Like it sort of went it definitely went with
0: the tone of the film. I did mind it. Oh, you did mind it. I hate the psychedelic stuff. Okay. I feel like you could easily watch this film like tripping on acid and just be blown away by how like perfect it is. Yeah. It feels like actually, I sort of felt like it'd be, it felt like it was made in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt like this would be the sort of movie I'd watch from the 80s and be like, man, I'm so glad they've improved their filmmaking techniques. <laughs> Cause this is just, it's, it's insane. Let's, oh, oh, we're, we're missing the headline here. Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. He puts in a, Fine performance. Powerhouse House. No, I think it's fine. It is some of the funniest acting you will <laughs> ever see. And he knows. Like, he knows who he is. He knows what his reputation I'm is. I'm almost
1: certain that the director said, Nick, you just go and do your thing. You and do you, you. Yeah, you Ubu. do you, Nick. And that's where I feel like this film definitely kicked it up a notch, is the second half of the film.
0: I mean, that's the issue. Like, I almost turned this off about 15 minutes in, but I guess I'm glad I didn't. The second half... It's ridiculous. It's like not bad. It, yeah. It's, it's just- It's really not bad. Very the, over-the-top grindhouse style oh, of violence. Yeah, it's grindhouse. Yeah. the I have not seen a movie this violent in years. I'll say that right now.
1: Yeah, but you say, yeah,
0: it is one of
1: the most gorgeous violent films you've seen in recent times. It's just unfortunate that that first half is so mind-numbingly slow. The first half is a zero. It's not, It's got some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard in any film. It's just so poor. Everything is so strung out in terms of the thin plot you said, and yeah. these these characters, how how they all act, it's ridiculous. Mm. Like I was, I didn't know what the hell I was watching. You could have easily condensed that first hour into like the, into twenty minutes. Mm. If they made the first hour twenty minutes mm-hmm. and then kept the rest, this would have been much better. Like this would mm. this would have definitely gone up for me. Like obviously, I'm not going to recommend this because the first half is such an absolute slog. It's not worth it. But what I will recommend is you go read the very spoilery plot on IMDb and then just skip to the point where Nick Cage's in the
0: bathroom and just watch it from there. That scene is so funny.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it for you in case no one wants to know about it. But if you really just want to have a good time with this film, really, go find out the plot and then start watching at the bathroom scene. <laughs>
0: That's not bad advice at all. <laughs> you really don't need anything <laughs> before that. Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, but overall, this is not
1: a film I would recommend. No, definitely not. We do have a couple of reviews here for Mandy from you, the listeners. First one here from the Epic Film Guys. Everything up to the bathroom scene, 4 out of 10 at best. Pretty to look at. Your Hanson score is amazing, but otherwise straight trash. A pacing disaster. Bathroom scene to the end, 457,000 out of 10. My eyes can't drink it fast enough. This is amazing. Oh my God, oh my God. I pretty much agree with you there. One here from JD from the In Session Film Podcast, brilliant film, artistically ambitious and cinematically hypnotic. Maybe the best horror film I've seen this year. Another one here from the Believer Skeptic Podcast, what a mess. It tried to be a horror, comedy and drama. It didn't succeed in any category. It's one of the worst films I've seen this year. So thank you very much for your reviews there, guys. Okay, Dean, move on to your number six then.
0: Uh, My number six film is The Meg. The Meg. (laughs) The Meg. What did you think of the Meg, sir? Actually, I think I liked it less than you did, and Uh, you did not like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's- I just can't believe they did this. I can't- (laughs) I just can't believe it. They had Jason Statham in a ridiculous shark action movie, and they stuffed it up so badly. Yeah, they did. Like, it's- It It could have been a good film. They just had no fun with this movie at all. Like, it's- every actor is terrible. The dialogue's a joke. It's so boring. Like that's what I couldn't get over. It's so boring. It doesn't look good either. Like the CGI is woeful, mm-hmm. woeful. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Cool. After seeing, after seeing, I saw the trailer for it for the first time in the theater, mm. and I saw it. and I was like, holy shit, I want to see this movie. Yeah, like genuinely, I was like, this that's is the power really of trailers, cool. and it's it's just horrific. It's nothing like the trailer, is it? No, it's <laughs> not. I wish it was. I know it would be so much better. <laughs> it was that movie. <laughs> nah, really, really bad movie. What's your number six? My number six film is The Predator. Do you know what my job description is? I'm in acquisitions. I look up and I catch what falls out of the sky. What's on the ship?
1: and read some things along the lines that this is absolutely horrible. It's one of the worst films of the year. And I have to disagree with that. Now, while I don't think this is a good film per se, I don't think it's one of the worst films of the year. I think the action was kind of okay. It's nothing to write home about. I think the look of The Predator is actually really good. And it didn't really feel like a long movie, which is always a bonus for me. But in saying that, there are a lot of questionable decisions that the director Shane Black made throughout the film. I think the dialogue is pretty bad overall. There's no memorable characters. I cannot tell you the name of any of the characters in this film. None of them. There's the Predator. Hmm. But yet, in the original Predator, I can tell you a bunch of names from that. Dutch. Hawkins. Poncho.
0: Billy. Shane Black.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and all this negative stuff makes for an overall forgettable film. But there there were some good things about it, but definitely not enough to warrant a recommend. But not enough negativity to say it's one of the worst films of the year it's very middle tier fair enough alright we've got a couple of reviews here for the predator from you guys one from Paul from the countdown podcast unfairly maligned by many this is a fun gory throwback to the 1980s which revels in its dumbness and has a number of great moments the plot admittedly though is full of large alien shaped holes so thanks very much for that Paul another one here from the contrarians If you like the things that I consider Shane Black's worst tendencies are as a writer, like banter that runs on for too long, precocious kids saving the day, and or an itching for an 80s action movie made in the present day, The Predator is for you. It's not terrible, but it isn't good. Thanks very much for that. I very much agree with that. One here from Sam from the Movie Reviews and 20Qs podcast. For every innovative and interesting idea, there was something predictable and moronic in the next scene. Jacob Tremblay was far too good for this movie, but if you switch your brain off, there is still enjoyment to be had from it, and it's not as bad as critics think. 5.1 out of 10. That's probably spot on with the rating you got there, Sam. And our last one here from the Victims and Villains podcast. It's filled with boldness that adds depth to the mythology. Two scene-stealing leads and entertaining action, but unnecessary characters, false endings, and pacing issues cause this film to be hunted for its sin entertaining and tainted all in the same breath thank you everyone for that we already know your number five is mandy my number five is mamma mia here we go again
0: what a what a little uh tagline off the back of that title here we go again
1: exactly it's like, come on is it not like
0: ah oh, here we go again ah
1: <sighs> guess we'll do another one but in spite of that i would recommend this film Really? Yeah, I give it a three star. Have you seen the first one? No, I haven't. But I know the gist of it. I mean, it's not this movie that's drenching in plot that you don't know what's going to happen going into the second one. If you know a little bit about the first one, you'll understand the second one, really. You could easily pass on the first one if you just want to watch this film. All you need to know is that it's basically centered around everyone singing Abba songs. That's the plot. It's terrible. The center of the film, the whole gist of the film, like the the catch of the film, is that it's a semi musical of them singing all ABBA songs.
0: Wouldn't they have used all the best ABBA songs? That's in the what first I one? thought. That's what I thought. But they've either
1: reused the songs or they've used them in like diff- use the songs in different portions because the songs that they sing in the film actually match up to what's like are feeling at that point or the, what's happening on the screen at that point. It worked really well
0: with the songs. Do you know many ABBA songs? I think I would know a lot, but not by name. But if you heard him you'd know. I, yeah, I think yeah. I, I've heard a lot of ABBA songs.
1: But yeah, overall, this film is fine. It's very light. It's very warm-hearted. I think the back and forth stories... Like, so, the way this is set up is you have Amanda Seyfried's character. She's opening up this place dedicated to her mum who has, who has passed away in this film. So you, you find that out right at the start. It sounds so boring. But you also have the story of... The mum, Meryl Streep's character, when she was young, traveling to Italy and meeting the dads, the three characters. Oh, like The Godfather Part 2. Exactly. And that is exactly what they wanted this story to be like. That's how they did that. It It wasn't a mistake. That's what they wanted to do because Meryl Streep is, is in this for bugger all and I thought was this because she was scheduled for another film like The Post maybe mm-hmm. but no, that's how they wanted it. Interesting. It is. It's clearly not as good as Godfather Part 2 but I could see wow, where they really? Going. Yeah, hot take.
0: I know. <laughs> Jesus. Thanks for clearing that one up.
1: In terms of the songs, they are passable at best but if you're not an ABBA fan, you will not enjoy this at all. Are you an ABBA fan? I don't mind them and that's why I don't mind this movie. And overall, this is a genre of film that I am definitely not interested in so for me to say that it's fine is probably a good recommend i reckon if you can stomach all the musical numbers and you don't mind abba you'll enjoy this
0: okay i'm not gonna watch this
1: no i didn't think you would all right a couple of reviews here for mamma mia here we go again one from ryan altery entertaining it's an amazingly fun movie that uses the power of song and dance to make you smile this is a refreshing film that reminds us that it is okay to attend the cinema for no holds barred fun in order to uplift the human spirit and you get share Thanks for that, Ryan. Another one here from the Tasteless Podcast. I love this movie with all my heart. It made no sense and I felt fine about that. I will stand strong and proud and say Lily James is more charismatic than Meryl Streep and should replace her in every movie. Sorry, America. That is one hot take. But regardless, thanks for your review.
0: Um, Number four for me, still not a recommend, Hotel Transylvania 3. Righto. Tell us about that film, Dean. Have you seen any of them? Nope. Well, the first one's actually not too bad. It's about... Basically a human, you know, a human man. A human man. A human man. No, a guy falls in love with Dracula's daughter and he, it's basically like a guess who's coming to dinner sort of scenario with vampires and monsters and okay. stuff. Okay. Sounds like fun. Well, there's, there's something to it, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like, and by no means is that a great film, but at least there was something. Uh, with this one, it is it's just so generic. The jokes they're aimed at very, very young children. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it Adam Sandler, David spade, wow. Steve Bassimi, like they're all there, and it's i don't know it just it feels a bit eh, a bit pathetic to yep. be honest. I watched it with my three kids. they really, really like it so yeah. i can't I can't fault it on that level. They it made really a ton enjoyed of it. Money.
1: Did it? A ton of money. Jesus. Yeah, so I don't recommend it,
0: no. but I mean it's not good. Is it better than next gen?
1: Because I'm probably gonna watch one of those with my kids. Yeah, soon. it's
0: definitely better than next gen. Okay.
1: Definitely better Do than I next. Do I need gen. to see the first two to watch the third one? God
0: no. no. Cool. Okay. It's just like there were there were a couple of chuckle moments for me in there. Yeah. Whereas next gen is just super boring.
1: Okay. I might throw Hotel Transylvania three on uh, yeah. sometime during the week. For the okay. Kids. All right. My number four film is Set It Up. Set It Up. What's that one? So Set It Up is a Netflix film, and it's about two corporate executive assistants who hatch a plan to matchmake their two bosses so that they will be a bit more lenient with their schedules because they're like riding them work wise.
0: <laughs> yeah, the bus is uh really riding me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah now can i say that this is the best rom-com of the year i probably can i haven't seen too many but for me saying it is the best rom-com of the year that's that's something
0: what would the next best be mama mia <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: but this is a recommend for me though i just think the chemistry between the two leads zoe Deutsch. i think she's got some like she's good i i, I like a lot of her films okay surprisingly that's good i'm uh, happy and, for you and glenn powell is actually really sweet I think the film is is pretty funny at points as well. It's definitely lighthearted. It doesn't take over an extended runtime or anything. It's a pretty easy film to watch. And in terms of, like I said, more recent rom-coms, not even from just this year, but from previous years as well, uh, I'd have to say this is, yeah, probably one of the best ones I've seen. And you can very easily sit down and watch it with your wife. It's kind of one of those films that I'd recommend you do.
0: Very good. Cool.
1: All right. We got a review here for Set It Up from The Film Gamer, the most overrated movie of 2018. Set It Up is proof that audiences prefer unchallenging, formulaic, mediocre exercises in a review era where the idea and intention matter more than execution and character consistency. Zoe Deutsch is bland and the film thinks it's more clever than it is. So thank you very much for that review there. What film takes the bronze this round, Dean?
0: That would be Rango. 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 Sorry, did you say? Rango! <laughs> no, Rango. Rango, uh, Rango, Rango, Rango. The Johnny Depp animated film came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. About a lizard goes to a old west town. Yeah, yeah. And this this is a good film. It is a good film. Okay, didn't blow me away or anything. The animation is a lot better than I expected. I think what's honestly steered me away from this movie for so long is I think the poster's is really bad. It's just this ugly looking lizard. Did you go off the posters a lot? There has been times where
1: I've said, have you seen this film? I like, nah, poster looks shit.
0: Well, what? what? How hard is it to make a good poster, honestly? So, it's a pretty good film. There's a lot of Old West tropes that are thrown in. The The animation, despite my lack of joy for the design of the character of Rango, is actually very, very detailed and solid. Mm-hmm. Like, the way they depict, because everyone's like an animal, and the way they depict all these animals is pretty clever. The plot's really great and it keeps moving along in ways that you may not always expect it. So, I definitely recommend you watch it, especially with your kids. Cool. I probably will do that.
1: Yeah. It's good. All right. Speaking of watching stuff with my kids, uh, my daughter and I were scrolling through Netflix the other morning and we came across my number three film, which is Richie Rich. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I definitely, when I saw it, I remembered that you reviewed it recently and I had to, I had to watch it. And yeah, this is just a bunch of fun. This movie. It is. It's it's definitely some nostalgia there for me. I saw this a bunch of times when I was young and it was great to see my daughter enjoy it. She loved it. It's, you know, it's, it's very cheesy. It's, very goofy, but that's what it's supposed to be. Like it's
0: a kid's goofy film. But are they making movies like that anymore? I don't think so. Like I really live don't. action cheesy movies. The old live action
1: nineties Disney films. Yeah, love them. Richie yeah. Rich is no exception. Yeah, I enjoy going back and seeing this. It was a ball of fun.
0: Mm, very good. All right, my number two film is Leave No Trace. Okie doke. I haven't seen this yet. What is it about? I saw this yesterday. It stars Ben Foster. It's about a an army vet who lives. In the woods with his teenage daughter. I knew absolutely nothing going into this film. Actually thought it was a horror movie going into it. Leave no trace. <laughs> but uh no, nah, it's it's far from a horror movie. It's very it's very reminiscent for me of Into the Wild. The story is it's really interesting. The issue I have with it is that It just didn't go enough places for me. It's a very small story. A lot of the interactions between the main characters isn't necessarily spoken. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of unsaid looks and thoughts you can tell. Like these people know each other. You know, much more than a normal father daughter would know each other. Yeah, and their relationship is a standout of the movie. I just feel like Ben Foster maybe wasn't the right choice for this. Okay, do you have someone else in mind? No, I didn't give that any thought. I okay. just feel like he feels he feels a little out of place uh, for me. I don't know, maybe I just didn't buy the connection between them. Okay. Nevertheless, it is an enjoyable film. You can tell it is extremely well made. Yeah. The directing, the cinematography is fantastic. It's a gorgeous looking film. Like it's never it's, it was not a chore at all watching this film and I do recommend it. Mm. It's just yeah, it didn't hit the high notes I was hoping it would.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I'll probably come back to you in a fortnight with my review. No dramas. What's your number 2 film? My number 2 film is Heart's Beat Loud. Okay. You heard of this one? Only because I
0: saw it on your letterbox.
1: Okay. Well, it has Nick Offerman in it. Have you ever seen Parks and Recreation? Yes. Okay, I have not.
0: I have seen a lot of Parks and okay. Recreation.
1: <laughs> well, it has him in it and it has Kirsty Clemens. She's a young up-and-coming actress. And it's about a father and daughter who form an unlikely songwriting duo in the summer before she leaves for college. And this is, once again, a very sweet and nice story. It's got some fantastic acting from Nick Offerman and Kirsty Clemens. I think their chemistry and their back and forth really gives a great relationship between a father and a daughter here. I think the themes of this film are explored quite well in regards to chasing your dreams, but also knowing when to release those dreams. It's also about moving on as well. And I think the music is actually outstanding in this film. I'm pretty sure they're all original songs in this film as well. I could easily just listen to that soundtrack again by itself <laughs> on Spotify, whatever I need to do. I think it was really great. Yeah, and basically this is just a well-told, well-acted, very well-paced, down-to-earth story. There's nothing massively flashy or fancy or over-the-top about it. It's just a simple story of a father and daughter connecting and growing up, like both of them growing up, and I really really, really
0: enjoyed it. Cool. Sounds like a movie that I should check out.
1: Definitely check it out. And we got a couple of reviews here for Hearts Beat Loud, one from JD at the In Session Film Podcast, one of my favourite films of the summer, hands down. Another one here from Lisa C. I just watched this over the weekend myself. Despite there being a lot of sadness, this was actually a fun movie to watch. Great music, great performances, great fun. And our last one here from the Casual Cinecast. This movie is nice and sweet. It's not going to be on my best of list for me, but it's certainly solid. And when it was over, I was happy. Thank you very much for those reviews. All right. We're onto our number one films of the week. I'm pretty sure they're the same one. Certainly the same one, and that is Eighth Grade. Hey guys, uh, it's Kayla back with another video. So, the topic of today's video is being yourself. Being yourself can be hard, and it's like, aren't I always being myself? And yeah, for sure. But being yourself is like not changing yourself to impress someone else. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people like call me quiet or shy or whatever, but I'm not quiet.
0: Most quiet,
1: Kayla Day. I don't talk a lot at school, but if people talk to me and stuff, they'd find out
0: that I'm like really funny and cool and talkative. By the way,
1: I like your shirt a lot. It's like
0: so cool. What?
1: Yeah, eighth grade was fantastic.
0: Yeah, it
1: really, really was. I mean, Um, I was
0: pumped to see this for a long time. Yeah, I was as well, but I, like, again, only because the ratings I've seen, um, especially on Letterboxd are so high for it. Mm. But that doesn't always translate to, no, you know, of a fantastic no. movie. Of so, not. He, yeah, I went in and it just, from the get go, like, this actress here, Elsie Fisher, just carries this entire film and it's, she's just, she's, it's such a vulnerable performance.
1: Yeah, I don't know if she, acted this off a script like these mannerisms she does in that, like the, the way she talks i don't know if that's actually her in real life but if it's not and she's doing this as as an actress that's fantastic like mm. to just nail those ums and likes and ahs and it's it's so good mm. it's so good it's
0: so yeah she just loses herself in this role i think it helps that i don't think i've seen her in anything else before so you only associate her with this role but she's phenomenal and the themes that it looks at, that it discusses, it's very mature. Mm-hmm. Some scenes are scarily uncomfortable to watch. They are very
1: uncomfortable. And there's there's like the two types of uncomfortable. There's like the sort of humorous uncomfortable for us, like you know, dreading going out to a pool.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's
1: other actual uncomfortable scenes that you just you you just you don't want to be watching.
0: No, you don't. And you never know where this film could go. No. And, yeah, it's it's really, really something else. Some of my favorite um, parts of the movie were actually between Kayla and her father. I just, I couldn't help but think this will be me and one of my daughters yeah, in me a few too. years. And it's just, it's hard. Like, it's hard being a parent. It's hard being a teenager. And the way this movie handles those situations, it's really, really touching, but not in a you know corny sappy over dramatic way it's
1: just yeah this very much tapped into like the realistic ways of a, a young teen and like the struggles they go through in a like in their transition between middle school and high school mm. yeah like you said before like me as well being a father of two daughters it really hit home like throughout this film and knowing that i'm going to be seeing this type of behavior and emotions and, and like emotionality soon enough and I can very much relate to the father of this film and I can, and I think he was fantastic in some of these scenes, especially the scene with them sitting around the fireplace at the end. I mean, that, that nearly, nearly broke me. I was nearly in tears watching that because I can just see myself talking to my daughters like that when they grow up and just to see some of his, his fears and his, you know his curiosities, He wants to be there for his daughter, but you know she's not giving him the time of day at some points. And you know that's just how teens are. And he and he he has to you know realize that. But mm. he he still tries to be there for her as much as he can. And you know at some points it's heartbreaking. And oh, it's
0: it definitely is. It's funny. I finished watching this film one night, and my wife came home from the gym and. I just had to play her some scenes and I I flicked back through I reckon she probably watched half the movie of me (laughs) flicking back through like oh you gotta watch this scene Oh you gotta watch this scene And like there are some scenes where I'm I'm laughing my ass off and they're contrasted so heavily with the ones where you just, you, you lose your breath. Like, you're just yeah. so tense in them.
1: Yeah, you just don't know what's going to happen. You it's, genuinely don't know what's going to happen. It's just, it's such a, oh, yeah. I'm, it kind de- of, oh yeah, I'm lost for words. <laughs> it definitely plays into the dread and fear of teen anxiety and how you're supposed to be perceived by your peers and how you're supposed to act around them, about how you're supposed to be cool. And it also has good use of, like, the latest technology as well. Like, you see them on the computers, on the phone all the time mm-hmm. Snapchat and Instagram. Yeah, they
0: bring they bring up time capsules in this film. Yeah. And I actually, when they did that, I was watching I was like, I reckon this film will be a time capsule to people in 20 years, 30 oh, years, yeah. to look back and say, uh, this is actually how a teenage girl would live. This is the technology she's dealing with. Mm-hmm. These are the issues and how they relate to the technology.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, we've. I think we've said all you had to say. Yeah,
0: I, mean, I, think, I, I, I think love think this film. I enough.
1: love this film so much. It's one uh, of the best of the year. Highly, highly recommend this to anyone yeah, this I'm thing. definitely going to be showing this to my kids when they get a little bit older. Fair bit older. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and just the one review here for Eighth Grade from the Movie Geek and Proud podcast. Elsie Fisher, along with Bo Burnham's direction, gave us the most accurate and very awkward description of grade school in all its form. This movie was just short of becoming a documentary. Also, one of the most genuine and heartfelt discussions between a father and child I've ever seen. Thank you very much for that, guys. All right, Dean, that's going to do it for this week, my friend.
0: Fantastic. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, no, it was a blast. It was... um Very fun. Very fun indeed. Good to um, have a week off of the guest and have a battle between you and I. Go
0: back to our roots.
1: Exactly. Exactly. All right, everyone. We hope you have a good week and we'll see you next time for The Matrix. The Matrix. See you guys. (laughs) Bye.